It's time to listen to the Career Bitches with Anne and Marcel. They cut through the bullshit and all the workplace drama. Now give it up for these mamas. Welcome back to Career Bitches. It's season four. Holy shit. Woo! Woo. We have um we have two very special guests, the specialist of guests. Do we not? We do. And I think everyone will be very excited because we heard a lot of positive comments. The last time we permitted these fellows to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We have my uh, illustrious husband, Joe Chopea, who is also the producer of this amazing podcast. Hello, hello. And Seth Yeager, my husband, which I can't remember the phrase that Anne coined last time with him, but we'll get to it. Did I coin a phrase? You can't remember if I was your husband or not? No. (laughs) (laughs) I am, in fact, still your husband. As far as he knows. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we need to talk about something together, guys. (laughs) Yeah, how long have you guys been married again? This is not a trick years? question. 17 years, yes, yeah. <laughs> We've been together 23 now. Actually, this month is 23 years, and it ties nice. in with our topic today. But yeah, and you guys have how many years? Um, Let's see. Math guy. <laughs> We've been together for three, married for two. So we're we're just, we're brand new. You're newly We're just wins. new. <laughs> we're we're new. How long do we get to have that title, babe? Um, I have, think we have it for five years. Five years. Then okay. We have to give it up. Then what? Then we're just married. Yes. Oh. Yes. Then you're just Boo. an old married old, couple. Oldly, oldly weds. <laughs> oldly. <laughs> That's a very good word. true. I like that. I feel like an oldly wed every day. That's how we feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you guys actually, you, you've earned that. You've earned that title. Be you know, use it proudly. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, let's bitch. Yeah, let's bitch. Um, well, it's back to school for most people in the world. Our kids too. Um, I'm sure some of you listeners remember we have two small dingoes or children. Uh, Julian is 12 and he is now a big, bad seventh grader. Um, and Lucy is nine and she is in fourth grade. So we're suddenly the fourth grader, not so much, but the seventh grader, we're suddenly in the land of, I needed, I need you to help me with my math homework, which is because he's in advanced, he got an advanced placement. So he's in pre-algebra and like, I can't, I can't, it's a little embarrassing how much algebra I've forgotten, how much pre-algebra I've forgotten, like pre-algebra is legit algebra. (laughs) <laughs> right i forgot like, all of it it's like asking like me about like anymore right it's 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 yeah math. it's yeah there are no more fractions we're talking about irrational numbers and like finding a he he comes to me with this problem he's like how do you create a square that has every side is an irrational number but the the area of the square is a rational number and i'm like bro i I don't even know what you just said to me. None of that makes sense. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what an irrational number is, and I don't. I don't think I have it. 
yeah me neither, in my head right? anymore it's not no, rational that's why you don't know <laughs> oh <laughs> well, i had i looked this shit up and okay tell us what I it mean, is what's an irrational, an irrational number? number is a number that doesn't it's a non-repeating non-terminating decimal so pi is an irrational number it doesn't repeat and it doesn't terminate it just goes on forever so 3.3333333 to infinity would be an irrational no that's number. rational because it repeats damn already that. lost it this two is too rules See? <laughs> it's great that they're learning this stuff because they're never going to use it again good <laughs> that's why that's, we don't I mean, remember it that's right i look i use algebra all the time just not bullshit algebra <laughs> i mostly use illogical numbers <laughs> That's not the same as irrational, no, right? No, no, very different. What's an illogical number? It's not the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I like to do math too. Not the right answer. I got real good grades in math. <laughs> I feel like we're all like humanities people and not like sciencey people. So I don't know. This one is good at numbers. He'll try to tell you otherwise, but he can kill that stuff. I am not. 100%. She says that I haven't taken a math class since senior year of high school. So I don't know exactly how good I am at, at math exactly. I went to the School <laughs> of Foreign Service, specifically SFS is safe from science. We had to take no math, nice. no math, no hard sciences. We take economics, which <laughs> economists pretend is science, but isn't really. It's more, it's very humanities. <laughs> Sorry. And it's also not math out there. <laughs> it's okay. You can offend whoever you want. I did well in, Paul, in Paul economics. Truman is a listener. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> that explains why I did so well in economics, but terrible in statistics. It's not math and it's not science. It's great. Nothing. It's illogical. Oh, yeah, exactly. We're just tying it What about together. you guys? Like, so your, your children aren't coming to you with um, impossible problems for you to help with? They don't have much homework, I will say, compared to what we had in junior high. We also have a seventh grader and a fifth grader and a first grader. But even the seventh grader does not have as much homework as we did in that age, I would say. Um, but yes, she has asked us some things where including long division years ago, which now our fifth grader is doing more of. And I am just lost. Like she had to come and help me help him with a problem because I had, re I had retaught it to myself for her a couple of years ago. And then I, I already forgot it. So again, it shows you how useful it is. And not to sound like I a mean, curmudgeon, but like I, they like do math differently now too. Like they, they like, okay, thank they like you. They, they changed do it all different. the rules. So like I'll go I'm and like, do, I can't like demonstrate do some math. long division and yeah. Abe's like, that's not how we do it. And I'm like, and I'm doing long division. And then how are we supposed to help them? Because we don't right. know how to do it the way they do. So Seth, did you do the thing where you make the little like weird like table and then you, you stack numbers underneath and you move yeah. stuff to the top? I don't I don't know what I'm saying, but that's how I remember doing long division. Yeah. Yeah. And Julian's that's like how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, that's how you're fucking supposed to do it. And Julian's like, I that's not how intended. we do it anymore. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, well, then I don't. I don't know. That's so arbitrary. Like, why can't we just do it this way that I know how to do? 
<laughs> what I want to know is, is there a schedule for the new math? Because when I went to a new school in elementary school, which was long ago, I arrived and they were doing the new math, which is now the old, old, old math. But how often do it's they update the math? <laughs> <laughs> it's the old actually, new math. That is a very good question, though. And they shouldn't update what is it the pedagogy on the new math? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I Joe is now teaching. Science. Sorry, I just want to say, like, there's new planets or dinosaurs, okay? But thank you. Also confusing. Yeah. But what is new math? How it's can you invent now. a number? It's... It just exists. Here, here's bad? the reality of math. There are any number of ways to solve a math problem. There's not just one right way. It's like religion. There's no one true religion. There's no one true math. There are lots of ways to solve the same problem and get to the right answer. So I think it's bullshit. But at what I was going to give my husband shit about is that he's teaching a college class this semester. And so he had to bust out with the peda pedagogy vocab. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you use that word? Yeah, yeah, I did. I used that word. Um, <laughs> did you talk and, about and no math? Given, no, not at all. Absolutely. Not even. Good. Nowhere close to math. Nope. Gold star. But I am assigning homework. So I'm teaching the history of electronic media. Ooh, that that's sounds way cool. more interesting yeah, than new cool. math. Yes. <laughs> very yeah, cool. no math involved. It's a math-free zone in your class. Yeah. Yeah. But the word electronic is a little scary, right? Like <laughs> compared to digital, I don't know. It scares me a little bit. Yeah, it was like, I guess uh, we're starting pre-digital to, to digital. So... Yeah. Radio. You're not starting with the telegraph. Well, you're starting you? with the telegraph. The telegraph, yeah. guys. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's history, right? You have to start with it. Yeah, yeah. When did the telegraph start? I want to say 1877, but I don't have my notes in front of me. Mm. Yeah. That's what the kids were saying. Sounds about know, right. 150 years ago. Yeah. Like the telegraph, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. As our kids were saying, oh, when you were young? Yeah, 1870. <laughs> Very good. We need to send you back to math. <laughs> Summer was long. Yep. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, yeah. So that was our bitch. I but yeah. Seth, I mean, I felt like Seth, you might have some additional bitch bitching that you want to do about homework. And I didn't want to, I want to make sure you have a voice here because I care. Well, that I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, because it, it, it ties in a little bit with the um, with the topic of today of, of sort of, you know, of language learning, because during the pandemic, which seems sort of like far in the, you know, in the rearview mirror for everybody, but actually wasn't all that long ago. I um, I was doing Lithuanian during that time. So I was studying mm. Lithuanian for a year before coming here. And at the same time, I was sitting in the basement, sort of staring at my screen because we were all everything was virtual. And so sort of trying to learn Lithuanian with which is an incredibly difficult language. Uh, and while at the same time, while my two children were in the same um, were in the basement with me, uh, Vivian at that point was in fourth grade and Abe was in second. So trying to keep them on task while also learning a very challenging language and then 
occasionally also not occasionally probably about once a day repairing a chromebook and so it was <laughs> uh it was really an experience and i'm and i'm shocked um that i managed to actually get through that class um with anything approaching like passable lithuanian because it was it was rough and so my my teacher would always like sort of joke that you could know that I wasn't paying attention because I'd be on mute and I'd sort of be leaning off to the side and saying something, but I'd be on mute on Zoom and just sort of, that was when I was screaming at my children. <laughs> yes. I remember those days. That was, that was just, I don't know. I've, I've tried to block it out. It was terrible. I was not trying to learn Lithuanian and it was still terrible. Yeah. It wasn't the easiest time. We have though, like um, we have studied other languages together, um, and 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 done and, and in better circumstances, and done quite a bit better, had better results. Well, that's good. Well, how did uh, Lithuanian go? Are you are you using it a lot? Are you <laughs> approaching fluency? I passed the test at the end of the year, um, at, which essentially said that I was, you know, at an advanced conversational level. Uh, and then proceeded to not use it very much at all during my tenure here in Vilnius, just because um, so many people here in the capital, especially, they all speak English. And then all of the people that I speak to regularly, because I do um, the, the work that I do is um, on the economic portfolio at the embassy. So all of the business people, like for sure, speak English because all of them are very oriented towards America um, as a potential market. So um, I have not used it extensively uh, since I have uh, since I have been here. Sounds uh, like it was time well spent. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> it was. It was certainly an interesting year. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and I know about ten words, so that's so much I've learned. <laughs> There's but, really only 10 that you need, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Mostly swear please, words. Please, thank you. And the swear words. And the swear words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good morning. And the numbers. Yeah. And no, I don't even know that. The kids know that. Oh, I don't know that. No, it just doesn't help at all. So we did <laughs> um, We did learn years and years ago. We were, well, both of us studied Russian um, in college, and I had studied it before. But I don't think we ever had a class together in college in like language itself. Not but in college, but we took a private, we had a private lesson that we did together in Russian. In Moscow. Yep. At the kitchen table. And that went, that's I where, would say that went that's pretty where you well. Learn. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, good. That was so like, yeah. if you guys listening haven't caught on because we have not really been that clear, we're talking about. Our topic for this week is language learning as joint, like as a couple. So Marcel and Seth have been language learning together for what, like over a year now, guys? We've just stopped learning or, Spanish together, but yes, we did it for about a year. Yeah, we did Spanish for about a year. Yeah. And you guys are doing Italiano? So we're, we're just... Yeah. So we're just starting like a formal class together in Italian. So Joe grew up hearing and speaking some Italian. I took Italian in college because we had to have a language. And I remember almost none of it. 
but then I went on to learn French. So I'm coming at this from someone who still speaks French fairly competently. Um, And I, but yeah, we've never tried to learn it together, like officially. So I'm really curious. I don't know what the dynamic's going to be like. I'm a little competitive and I'm afraid that (laughs) it's not going to go as well as it could. Um, So yeah, do you guys have any words of... Is it a class, like a bigger class or just you guys? No, it's, um, it's an, it's through an Italian school in DC, but our classes Mm -hmm. are all virtual. So we'll be in a virtual classroom, you know, like zoom or whatever with other people and a professor. And it's once it's two hours once a week, like until December, we have a workbook. That sounds serious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly old language yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> yeah that's a little scary and is it like is everybody are other people totally beginners like we're or- totally we're we're like this is like the beginner like i don't even know how to say italian in italian level no, joe's gonna school you then <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna come I, back i learned um pigeon Italian as a kid. I was told later in life uh, when I tried speaking to a real Italian speaker that um, uh, she said, I think her exact words were, oh, honey, your dad taught you peasant Italian. And um, so he was from Sicily and they apparently back then just pronounced everything differently and in a contrarian way. And, uh, and then I, as a kid, then I went to school and lost all of my Italian. So I have vague memories. I remember vocabulary, vocab words, um, and the swear words. That's That's very important. Yeah. But I can do the accent. So yeah, you can can do the accent as if I, I, yeah, yeah. You can sell it like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you say it wrong. I think that's half the battle. Right. Because you can make mistakes, but if you sound right, they're willing to listen to you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's true. My that, that was the Steve Martin method um, that he would go to France and he couldn't speak French. But if he said things in a, in a French accent, it would go easier. I, I'm telling you, I had a French teacher tell me, if you don't remember the word in French, just say the English word with a French accent. And like 85% of the time, you'll be right. That's what I do in Spanish and it totally works. Half the time when I mean, Seth yeah. wouldn't know a word, I would just guess and it would be right. And it would be the cognate. Which it is- does make it easier when there's a lot of cognates in the language that you're learning. Because vocabulary building is is all, is universally one of the hardest things for when you're doing language learning. Um, mm. It's it's so hard and, and it's hard to just kind of retain that information. So it's just... Um, when you're doing a language that where those cognates, it really helps. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to think of like how, I mean, we were, when we were just learning Spanish, like with Russian before was with a, um, just a tutor. So it was just the two of us, <clears throat> excuse me. And I think what was hard was that we're at totally different levels because I mm. have studied very little Spanish over the years at different points. And Seth, uh had six months of intense spanish like seven years ago and then no more than that nine years ago 
and then used it for the next two years after that, like every single day. Wow. And I, I used it a little bit, but not that much. And so um, I think the poor teacher had a difficult time because it's more like I need to learn like conversation. I want to learn conversational Spanish and vocabulary and that sort of day-to-day stuff and talking, you know, having fun conversations. And Seth had to learn like international relations Spanish, which is not really what I'm interested in. So right. that that we had to <laughs> calibrate a little bit on that, no offense, on that a little bit. And then in the very end, I gave up because <laughs> it was like... Look, that's an important part of everybody's language learning journey is giving up. <laughs> don't take this advice. <laughs> don't try this at home, kids. But no, no, no. Every you'll give up don't so quit. many times on 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 languages. It's, and like honestly, like that is my number one um, rec- like such recommendation to people is that when you do give up, it's okay, right? Like you'll come back to it. Like, but like you know, there will be times when it's just too hard and you just give up. <laughs> and that's why hey, you make your kids. That's encouraging. Learn it. That's yeah, right. exactly. So just put your kids in Italian because then when we went on, like, I think we went to Portugal and we tried to, I tried to ask, actually, you weren't there yet. Uh, I was with the kids and I tried to ask about this train and the couple didn't speak English, but they were not, no, they were Portuguese, right? So, okay. But they were like, well, we speak a little bit of Spanish. So I'm like, okay. So I turned to my daughter, who's oldest, who's, you know, very good at Spanish and has been doing it for years in school and everything. And she's like, no, mom, you do it. And I'm like, I, I don't have all the words. Right. So I start and I try, and then I just immediately turned her and I'm like, and Vivian, <laughs> and it worked. She figured she, it out. So she's able to converse. She did. She figured it out. She told me, and then I could understand, but I couldn't say what I wanted to say. So that's why I say you need to use your kids when it comes to language learning. (laughs) It does help though, actually, because I'll say that like one of the things that really helped as we were learning Spanish together was that some of the words that I struggled with were often sort of everyday words that Marcel knew from from her Spanish. And so Mm. it helped. So some of the vocabulary that she needed when she was telling a story or working on something in Spanish, I could provide. And then there were lots of words that I didn't know that she could provide to me at the same time. And it actually really did sort of reinforce the learning. That's nice. Yeah. Our Julian decided he's taking Latin this year. So he is absolutely zero. Great. That's going to help you a lot. I know so many Latin speakers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Our daughter it. has I mean, a friend doing that too. And I'm kind of confused. I, he's just like, I, I don't know. He could have taken Arabic or Latin and he was really like, I mean, he already knows some Arabic. I don't know. I think he just wants to make life hard for himself. It's his goal. Like, let's just do everything that hard. Sounds like a lot of teenagers. So yeah. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I took Latin in high school though too. And it, yeah. You did? Sure. I forgot. I think my sister conned me into doing it because she said that it like helped in uh with uh, actually English vocabulary building because it helps with because so many English words have Latin roots. Mm-hmm. So like it, when you're doing SATs, it helps to have uh, Latin because if you know the Latin word but you don't know the English <laughs> word, you can like it, it helps build English vocabulary. 
But can't you, I mean, you can figure out the word from context without knowing the Latin root. Can you no, not? No, didn't. Remember, having... do, you, do you remember the SATs? They were, they had to do those, like those crazy <clears throat> um, analogy things, right? Where it was like this yeah. word is to this word. And so if you don't yeah. have, like, there's no context <laughs> or very little context. I don't know. I always, I, I did well in that section of the SAT, but it's been so long. I took Latin in in uh, high school also, and I I agree it did help with mm. uh, with testing and with understanding other English words. I missed the well, boat on that good. one. Yeah, Russian I don't know. didn't help me with the SAT. <laughs> <laughs> Worth shit. I so. just read I'm... so much. I don't think there was a word I didn't know on the SAT when I took it. I read a lot too, but my brain doesn't work that way. So you mm. have a special superpower because. I did not. I mean, I did worse on the math section, but I also did. Oh, I did way worse on the math section. Yeah. You know, you don't even have to take the SATs anymore. It's like getting phased out. Yeah. Very few schools require it. Right. It's because it's like my it's, dream. Um, it's exclusionary. Right. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't promote diversity in admissions. So they're saying like lived experience is more important than some bullshit test, which Finally. I agree with. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Testing is dumb. Took long enough. Homework is dumb. Exactly. <laughs> Learning should We're be. Said, fun. I'm a bad influence. I'm like I. I was like, what's gonna happen if you get this problem wrong, dude? He's like, I don't know. It's like, well, I guarantee it's not gonna go on your permanent record. It's gonna exactly. be okay, right? And that's why. That's why. But I think with languages, what's really cool is, I don't know. I mean, even for me, like in school, I think that's why I kind of fell in love with languages because my Russian teacher was like amazing and um mm. she inspired this love of languages because it wasn't about the grades or the testing so much but like she would actually play in the classroom you know like she would throw a ball at us to like get our attention and get us to answer the question like she made it fun right yeah. and it wasn't like competitive or based on grades and so that did it for me so it kind of proves that that system doesn't work very well but you can do that. And right. I mean, we see it now I in our school, I think here that there is a lot less emphasis on that more on like projects and fun stuff than, than that. Yeah, that's good. That's but good. It does I depend think that's important. on the school. Yeah. For my sure. love right. of languages came later because my high school French teacher was old and mean mm. and yes. uh, just like did not inspire any of the things that Marcel just said. So it took me later, <laughs> a, a little bit later to sort of fall in love with, uh, with learning languages after that sort of rather traumatic experience. I had a great Latin teacher I, though. The Latin teacher was fantastic. I feel like every French teacher is old and mean, like literally every single one. That's just how they make them. It's in, in the job description. You have to, <laughs> you have to, you have to be old and mean in order to teach French in high school. Um, I was I, young and Belgian, so ooh, I the, a Belgian French accent. Ooh, that's yeah, art. Yeah, was, that's like not. But that was a good, was it a good class. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember much French at all. None. But I, I made the mistake of switching from Spanish to French, and then back to Spanish. Uh, so yeah. But she and was now, not old. Yeah. What does she mean? Ah. There was an old mean one at my school and I didn't take French. My brothers did, but I have a good story that Seth knows. Um, a friend and I, I was a good kid, but sometimes I would do things just for fun. And a friend and I went 
and knocked. She had two doors on her room and we knocked on one of the doors and then ran down the hall because she would, we knew she would answer the door. So she couldn't see us. And we got caught and she called us in. She said we had to come to school early the next day. This was in middle school. Um, so my friend and I came in early and she told us we were going to get 50 lashes with a wet noodle. And oh. she literally took a box of uncooked spaghetti pasta dipped it in water and hit us 50 times each are you serious yes that's commitment <laughs> she also used a flow does anybody remember what that is yes, yes. Thing? it's a not a haircut yeah. thing i don't it just volumizes your hair right yeah. You know, I think you can I think you cut your hair with a Floby too. Yeah. Really? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. It was yeah, I had a bandmate that was obsessed with his Floby. Who was which bandmate? Will from the Jennifers. Oh. Yeah. That's amazing. But, but did he know was French? It, what was it? Wayne from Wayne's Ooh. World? I think that 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 is my that's my experience with the Floby, I think. Isn't there like Ooh. a isn't there isn't there a skit in Wayne's World with the oh. with the Floby? Yeah, probably. Right. I wonder if that's what we should watch today for movie night. All right, you're That's a good right, one. Sorry. There's a okay. lot of 90s references in that that nobody will get <laughs> in your family except for you two. I know. I keep mentioning movies and stuff like they're not going to understand it. I'm like, but it's a great movie. No, they're not. It's okay. Understand. I'm okay with them not understanding as long as we're amused. It's ex just exposure to another culture. The, the culture being the 90s. <laughs> Yeah, that's a real thing. We have we actually have culture. <laughs> So you had a teacher who did something with a Floby? What? She just used we, we, one, which I'm guessing she must have. I mean, for people to find that out, I feel like she or... must have. No, I think it was on herself. But oh. I think she brought it to school because I don't I don't think that's how people found it out. She must have like brought it to school and done it during her free periods or before or after school. That's so weird, man. It's a very French teacher. Come on. I'm from New Hampshire. What do you expect? <laughs> no offense. No oh, yeah. offense. Had a great childhood. But there was some weird stuff going on in my town. Um, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to get into that now. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So, and actually, I, I might have talked about this before, but I was supposed to I wanted to be in Spanish. So Joe, speaking of, you know, starting with Spanish, but that was the first year they were offering it. So I did not get into Spanish and I definitely didn't want the Floby teacher. So I had put Russian as my second choice and wow. Floby was the third choice. I can't even remember her name. You missed out on speaking fluent Floby. Oh. Shame. Okay. That's, that's sad. So yeah, we're excited to start Italian. We've been, um, duolingoing to get us you know just i need i feel felt like i needed like a baseline of vocabulary and thankfully i'm finding that there are a lot of french and spanish words that are very similar and the grammar yeah. is very similar to french so i'm it's not terrible it's not it's not it's like it's coming more easily to me i think now that i have learned another language like another romance language isn't as hard as it could be and it's phonetic unlike french you can hear a word and so then write vowels. it because it's it, like it sounds yeah yeah it sounds yeah. you write it like it sounds it's amazing 
But don't you find that you're like confusing the other languages you've learned? Like, do you drop yes. a French yes. or a Latin word into? Definitely not Latin, but. I mean, Joe. <laughs> well, yeah, my my Italian's all messed up from having studied Spanish. So it was like a revelation to like, thank you. And Italian is per favore. And I'm so por favor. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I forgot that it's pear or, you know, a lot of the pronunciations, um, which I was never my strong suit um, due to reasons I discussed earlier. But uh, yeah, it's a mess. Well, you, but you do have an Italian accent. Sure. But he does like, he does like a fake, he's like, he's like someone doing an Italian accent speaking Italian. So it's like a little over the top. It's, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of, of it, it's it's a me, Mario. Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite part of Duolingo is they ask you to speak. And it's like, well, I can mimic just about anything I hear. So sure. Uh, I cannot. That's not my superpower. <laughs> no, but that's what I was going to suggest is we listened. We did Duolingo also while we were doing it in Spanish and then listen to podcasts too if your teacher can mm. recommend we she recommended some that were way too hard for me like news ones where they're talking like a mile a minute so fast but then there's some more learning ones there was actually a duolingo spanish podcast. yeah they're not sponsoring your podcast but they do um they should they, be yeah they, they, they do some pretty good work they have a duolingo spanish podcast where they do where essentially it's like somebody speaking at not a very high level of Spanish, sort of an intermediate level of Spanish, but then there's also a narration in English to sort of, if you missed something, they'll kind of, cue, yeah. you know, kind of clue you in. And I found that very useful just in terms of building, rebuilding some of that basic vocabulary that I had forgotten over the, over the years. So you you they used to have like news in slow Spanish. Yes. They, I, feel like that you was, can do, I think that still exists somewhere. Slow French is, you can listen to news, like slow French news, which I used to do all the time when I was learning French. And it was very helpful, but you need like a baseline number of words in your head. Otherwise it doesn't, it's all gibberish. But I'm finding like listening to Italian at like a moderate pace is a lot, like I can discern the words, even if I don't know what the words mean which was never true. It took me forever to be, to get to that level in French. Like mm -hmm. there are so many words that just kind of run together and all like, like there could be like five words and it sounds like they're saying one. And sometimes it really is just one, like, honestly, because that's how French works. But I, I'm not finding that as challenging in Italian, which I'm thankful I will say that one of the real benefits of doing it together, though, is that you actually you do keep each other on track. Like we mm -hmm. were Marcel was saying, you know, we were doing we've been doing Spanish for the last year, primarily to prep me so that I can take the 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 Foreign Service Institute test and apply for jobs in um, in various places where you need Spanish. Um, but just like her being there and her being this this like this this presence and this other person like was really helpful to kind of drive me along um, to keep me uh, motivated and to keep me on on like on task, even though, as she said, that like we were at very different levels and we're sort of studying very different things in Spanish. It was still super helpful to have that other person to kind of lean on and to to kind of keep you keep you going through this because it, language learning is again it's, it's wonderful and i love it and it's one of the best parts of the of the job um as being a foreign service officer but it, it it's hard yeah 
I'm wondering, like, do you guys speak Spanish together? Like it just like when you're not studying, like just in the linear every day. Yeah, we would we practice cry. together and then we would with make our kids. yeah, and then we would make our daughter practice as well and our with son. us. So yeah, because yeah. Abe, yeah, Abe speaks some Spanish and Vivian's Spanish, it's all in her head. One of like the proudest foreign service moments is like one of my favorite stories of being like a, a foreign service parent is that like we were at a playground at this um uh, near our house in Chile. And we were, Marcel and I were just talk, chit-chatting with each other in English and Vivian was there talking to some kid um, in Spanish. And the kid came over to us and asked us being like, so like asked us like, where are you from? Because we were speaking English. We said, we're American. And she was like, well, well then I, why, why do you have a Chilean daughter? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> because she was speaking just this like very, yeah. very fluent Chilean Spanish. And it was wonderful. Um, that's amazing. So, I love yeah. that. And so, but it also makes me very mad because kids just cheat at this shit. Like it's so it's absolute, <laughs> it's absolute bullshit how quick they learn these things that like take me, like I'm studying so hard, like all the time. And they're just like, whoop. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not fair. It's definitely not fair. I mean, I think we should just start speaking Italian in the house and like yeah. the kids will just have to either learn it or like guess. I think they'll pick it up faster than you think. They probably will. It's also they always fun to have a secret language so that you can talk about the, yes. the kids behind their Yeah, we it's can do that very, in Russian, we, which it's is very, It's a very important thing. <laughs> Even though and, the oldest is taking it now, she doesn't know enough yet. So <laughs> we use it a lot. But then they always know, of course, that it's something we don't want them to hear. That's the only problem. <laughs> right. So maybe that will inspire them to learn the word so they can yeah. you know, spy on you. He's going to have a little That's Italian what I'm dictionary. For. Like, yeah. <laughs> so many wait. swear words. That's <laughs> right? <laughs> That's like when I'm, when we're done studying, like, for like the real words, I'm like, let's figure out how to say this dirty thing in Italian. <laughs> the real words. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Italian swears. Just like Russian has a lot of swears. Oh, yeah. Like, it's great. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would advise against is, don't try to take two foreign languages and not at the same time. What am I trying to say? Like your non, don't use two of your non-native languages to learn a language. Meaning when I studied abroad in Hungary, oh. I wanted to like keep up my Russian and I had to take Hungarian. That was a requirement, which is also very hard language, though mm -hmm. easier, I would say than Russian. Um, and so there, they found this like place for me to go. So I go to this school and of course it was like a hungarian guy teaching russian in hungarian oh shit <laughs> yeah that did not yeah. work so i don't recommend like you know taking spanish to italian or italian to french or something like that it's not gonna work very well right yeah i think our teacher is everyone at this school is a native italian speaker so it's not like people and it's it's a full immersion so they don't there's not going to oh, be any good. english spoken yeah. in the class at all which i think will be really helpful yes because otherwise then you just yeah i get otherwise you get in the habit of just translating english into italian and that's not how it works you have to learn how to say the thing in the language which is not always a direct would rarely is it a direct translation that's what my russian teacher did and we had no idea what was going on but somehow somehow you learned russian yeah I I'm, okay. I need to improve my Spanish now. I'm just excited for Seth to get a Spanish speaking post where he uses Spanish not at all. 
because everyone <laughs> speaks English. <laughs> no, that actually, I think he will because, right? Like even, I don't know, based on our experience there, even if people knew English, they were not willing to use it because they were embarrassed. Whereas here, uh, people are not embarrassed to use it. It's very interesting. I think it's sort of a cultural difference in different countries you know what I mean like and how yeah. they're brought up and so like you know Chilean like I would just have stop a conversation would just stop because I reached the level of Spanish where I have nothing else to say and then <laughs> they wouldn't continue I'm like I know you know English but they just would not speak to me Interesting. In right and so I think you'll actually get to use it and we'll get to use it more I hope so and uh one of the kids said Yay, we can go somewhere we actually know what people are saying. <laughs> and we were like, it's, oh yeah, that's true. It's such a um that must suck. <laughs> it's such a relief. I remember feeling that way when we came back from um, I don't know, like anywhere abroad, just like living in a place where you can read all of the, the street signs. Yeah. I think I mean yeah, Vietnam and Jerusalem were both hard because the street signs were never, there was never any English translate. It was either in Arabic or Hebrew or Vietnamese, none of which I really spoke. No, no, not very it's easy just, languages. No, like you learn like what certain, like how a certain sign looks and like what it means, but it's just so nice to be able to read the words. <laughs> Yeah, that's, not have to yeah. Guess. even in Portugal was nice because we could sort of figure it out, right? Because like mm -hmm. a lot of the words right. were similar enough, kind of like Italian, yeah. right? You can kind of figure right. it out. But yeah, I mean, that's hard. Even sometimes the thing that sometimes scares me is driving here because mm -hmm. I can't read the signs or the alerts above the highway. And you're like, well, I hope that wasn't important because I have no freaking idea what it says. <laughs> it's probably like danger, you know, like, I don't know, tornado ahead. And I'm like, do, do, do. And no one else is on the road. <laughs> right. Close yeah. and smashes through the sign, continuing to drive forward. <laughs> That's where I find it becomes a problem. But otherwise, we can kind of get by. Or doctors. The, um, That's been interesting, too. But yeah. uh, diplomatic security in Jerusalem at the Jerusalem consulate used to tell us like if you get a ticket just throw that shit away because they're never <laughs> they'll never find they're like you. don't show it to us just throw it out it doesn't mean anything so oh, people wow. we would just park or do whatever and it didn't matter i don't know if that was the right thing i don't know if that was the know. right I, path i guess forward, it depends but... where, where you are we i had a paid parking ticket here oh really uh, yeah but in um uzbekistan a guy tried to flag me down while I was driving down the road. They wave these little batons. They do this in Russia too. And I just kept going. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew he wasn't supposed to stop the car with the plates. So I, I just kept going. And then nothing yeah. happened. Luckily, he didn't shoot at me or anything. But that probably oh, okay. was not the right decision. So kids, if you're listening, <laughs> stop the vehicle. And don't throw out your tickets. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. It's bad. Yeah. All right. No, well, I feel, yeah, this was good. And I feel, I feel encouraged. Do you feel encouraged, babe? Oh, okay. sure. Are we going to? I'm ready to go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? Okay. I have one last question. This is good, good idea, bad idea. Do you correct your spouse's 
pronunciation. Yep. <laughs> yes, you do. N- never your pronunciation. No, we're vocabulary. Yeah, my pronunciation is terrible. So grammar and vocabulary, yes, but not pronunciation. I feel like actually okay. I do pronunciation pretty well. Oh but yeah, it's way better. The speaking. I'm 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 the gringoist of gringos when it comes to to, to speaking. Don't a star. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Our daughter does that sometimes just to drive us crazy. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah. Why? Do you guys correct? Yeah, I'd say pronunciation, no. But like if you're searching for a word or something, I think that sometimes it can help to kind of. Okay. We, we haven't really so. gone there yet, but I'll probably be the pronunciation Police? director and uh, she'll cover the other two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably remember with... the word. I'll remember the grammar. I definitely yes. will because it's it's literally the same as French that's helpful like so yeah. far like yeah, the way that helpful. you form a negative and like the the plurals and stuff I mean it's a little different but it's similar enough it's not like English it's the opposite of English do they do the subjunctive right. that's my biggest <clears throat> problem with Spanish probably I'm like not there yet and like okay. on it, good like, luck I hope they don't because it's not fun I need you know what I need I'm finding like I'm looking forward to the textbook with like the charts of um verbs there you go because that's how i that's like i picture it in my head i'm like i you informal you formal they you know what's funny is we did that too yeah and then um our daughter brought home she had to fill out an entire chart and i actually had to help with that in spanish because she'd never seen anything like that but the teacher wanted them to do that themselves and like do right and then another teacher criticized her teacher for it because they were like that's not really necessary and he was like but that's the foundation so it's funny that yeah I mean that it works like right you get stuck in your brain yeah no I maybe that's the wrong way but I get that was like my introduction to foreign languages was that dumb chart and so I don't know if I can get away from it at this point yeah I always made my own flashcards for oh I've never done I have never once done a flashcard Mm. fuck flashcards Seth likes flashcards. I do. I I do like me a flashcard of mm. both, like an actual. I mean, the best is actually using the index cards, using like a three by five or a four by yes. six. Those yes. four by six is really where that's 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 the money index card. I mean, I should send you a, my. Do like, we have time for another entire podcast episode just about index cards? Because Joe and I should probably <laughs> should pens, probably just really pencils. do it like a like a deep dive on index cards. But yeah, pencil. I have. Pens. I can't. I. I can't with his index cards, Seth. (laughs) He takes notes. Excuse me. He takes notes on an index card. And I'm like, that is like a tiny, like, why not have a notebook where you can keep it? No, no, no. It's got to be on an index card. I don't understand it. It's so foreign to me. Do you put a hole in it and a ring around it to hold your index cards together? Or do you use a binder? No, I I number them and, and use rubber bands. Uh, oh, which is really? lame, but um, yeah. well, at least at least you guys know what the next topic of the podcast is with the husbands. This is going to be all pretty much <laughs> just, just, just office supplies and index cards. <laughs> all right. This sure. is basically it's like, going to be a real like, niche listening audience. Oh, <laughs> like every married Your couple sister. ever. But the sponsorship opportunities yeah, sure, for exactly. like language yes, learning staples and office supplies. And language um, yeah. You know, I'm going to contact staples. Duolingo as Duolingo. soon as we release this episode i think and make them sponsored yeah 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 why not why not let's do it cool we're coming for you 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, we can say uh, arrivederci on Italiano. Adios. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> ciao. Dosinania. Lithuanian. Oh, Lithuanian. Um, uh, oh, God. No, Labas Vakras. Labas Vakras, yeah. Visugero. Visugero. Nice. Eh bien. Ciao, bello. All right, guys. Till next All time. Right. See Til you later. Next time. All right. See you. Bye bye. The Career Bitches are eternally grateful to our producer, Joe Tropea, at Harico Bear Films, based in beautiful Baltimore City for his bullshit-free feedback and constant support. We would also like to thank Micro Kingdom for their musical genius and providing our theme music. You can check out more of their extra-cognitive spiritual magnetism at microkingdom.com. A new episode of Career Bitches drops every Monday morning to start your work week, and you can listen to us bitch on demand on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you find your podcasts. <laughs>